already. Looks like a good show going on here in the Psychosource Magazine Rolling Studio. Getting ready to fire up shop talk in just three and a half minutes. Everybody's piling in. Jason Holman in the house. Scott, Rob Nussbaum, what's going on? Steve Boyles, what's up, Florida? That's it. We're still we're at Willie's. We're outside of Willie's, man. Everything's looking great. Tom Kiefer, best night on Facebook. Appreciate you being here, brother. Thank you so much. David Crumb, hope you guys had fun in Daytona checking in from Butler, New Jersey. Brad Kilpatrick, hey man, this is Christian Cycle Source Magazine. We're getting ready to launch our Sunday evening program, Shop Talk. 120 minutes of news, entertainment, all the bullshit we can fit. Glad to have you here with us. Please hit the like and share button so everyone else knows we're going live with Shop Talk in just three minutes. Stick around. fighting little tech gremlins but hey still a great show yeah we're still in daytona steve henderson saying hi what's up buddy scott stefano good to see all you guys doug request walla walla washington in the house michigan here joe dragowski ski beth corral good to see all you guys hey listen it's gonna be a killer show we got a lot of stuff to catch up on we're still trying to wrap up all this footage in daytona we're shooting you know garage build stuff down here Recent Gears Garage, tons and tons of content coming out of Daytona this year. That's why we couldn't leave. Plus, let's be serious, it's still snowing in the Northeast, so I'm not in a hurry to get back there. One minute, we're going live. Past the 30-second mark, we're going to get this one out of the station, up onto the tracks, and go live with this week's episode of Shop Talk. Here we go. after 9 p.m. on the East Coast. That means it's time for another episode of Shop Talk. I'm your host, Chris Callen with Source Magazine. I am in the mobile studio. See, mobile. We're mobile. Hi. <laughs> oh, so good to be here with you guys. It's been crazy. Every People still out of Daytona for a week, and we're going at it like it's nuts. Collecting material in Lakeland. We're going down to Lauderdale like it's crazy, but... All that stuff's to come. We're here tonight to have a show, Sunday night, in the house. I'm going to bring the crew in and see what's going on. What's up, crew? Hey. Hey. What's going on? Mark, so good to see you here. (laughs) I had to drive to Florida to spend time with you guys, I guess. Right. (laughs) I don't know. I'm not leaving here. The weather up here is beautiful. You keep saying it's snowing up here. We got some great weather right now. Yeah. 
Yep. It's been sunny, <clears throat> sixty high sixties. It's it's great. For how long has it been high sixties? Come on. Well, two days in a row all <laughs> this whole week. <laughs> two days in a row. That's um, right. I'll, I'll take it. So Florida, the, the, the yesterday everything turned. It was beautiful down here the whole way through Bike Week, man. Everything was killing. We went over to Lakeland. We've been doing a ton of stuff with uh, with Jason Holman over at Cycle Stop. On the drive back across the state, the sky opened up and it hasn't been the same since. It's been cold and rainy and like I'm I'm thinking, is it me? <laughs> Did yeah. I do this? And like cold, like raw bone chilling cold. Yeah, like, when that when that cold hits that water, you know, that mist for some reason, it's wicked cold. Doesn't need to be temperature doesn't have to be low, it just has to be chilly down there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was cold. Thankfully, I had a twisted T fleece onesie. Oh, here we go. Yeah, now buddy. we're gonna now we're gonna talk about her onesie. She's personally I sponsored. I like a giant banana, but I was warm, so it was <laughs> She's okay. Personally sponsored by Twisted T at this point. Um, walking around like a giant yellow banana. Yep. But so yeah, Daytona was off the hook. Um, we got tons of video and stuff coming up from that. But this week um, we have Jason coming in from the, the motorcycle cannonball jason sims and uh he was just at the meekum show and gonna tell us about the chase dates this year and some of the good stuff that's that's you know opening back up you know and that's right M rob nussbaum i am part of the flannel mafia tonight where's my where's my sponsor logo see that there what's up <laughs> right on uh, is that all you got <laughs> it is what about you what have you been doing back in pa Working, working. Yeah. Kicking it. Yep, yep. You know, same old crap here since not doing any traveling, trying to get some stuff done here. Right on. Get some good paint work done, that's for sure. Scott Stefano, yes, we did say it's cold in Daytona. Like, it is cold. And we're from the Northeast, so if we're saying that, it's it's pretty cold. Steve Burrell says 63 in Michigan. Hey, this is, uh, this is a little program we do every week, Shop Talk, Sundays, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, through the courtesy of the Dennis Kirk motorcycle studio um we bring you you know some <coughs> entertainment we bring a guest or two some information some tech stuff 120 minutes all the bullshit we can fit usually starts off with a little program we call the news first up in the news tonight and this comes in from the go erie news outlet organizers cancel erie bike fest motorcycle rally planned for summer yeah, erie, yeah. <laughs> where's my thing where's my thing at i just i hate hearing about <laughs> events being yeah. canceled yeah but you know we have to because a lot of people are really keeping an eye on it so we have to bring the news we have to tell you guys when the stuff has happened so you can make your plans accordingly erie region bikers will have to wait until 2022 to attend the harley davidson of erie's annual bike fest motorcycle rally kelly lapping and susan lapping co-owners of the mill creek township based harley davidson of erie dealership announced saturday the cancellation of the eighth annual event which had been scheduled for july 13th through the 18th that's a super bummer it is yeah, right? that's a bummer for this area because that's uh there's not a lot of events here and that really draws uh draws the people from this area up there so that sort of sucks for them scott stefano is pushing us ahead in our schedule i had planned on doing this halfway through the news but since scott brought it up we're gonna go straight to the batshit crazy news did you see this and and he's asking right away but did you see this story dude so check it out. I'm going to play the video while we're talking about it. Burglars ride motorcycles out of Harley Davidson dealership in Indiana. Literally, these cats, all, all dressed in black, black helmets, walk into a Harley Davidson dealership, get on these bikes, and ride right out the door. Yep, they walk in helmets, full black gear, like, no way you'll figure out who these dudes are. Although to Gee, get that, in, that they must have been some job, sort of right? inside right? job, right? Look, he throws the tag on the floor. <laughs> That's like me when I get something from Amazon. Here, take Hell, your twenty-three thousand dollars. Look at that, right out the door. Yeah. Boy, that's ballsy, huh? Oh, dude, that's giant, giant ball. So, 
This comes in from uh, Fox 29 out of Kokomo, Indiana. Police in Indiana are searching for burglary suspects who stole four motorcycles worth a combined value of nearly $100,000 from a Harley-Davidson dealership and rode, hey, rode right out the building's front door. The heist was reported March 17th at the dealership in the city of Kokomo, about an hour north of Indianapolis. Surveillance video from inside the dealership captured the four suspects at approximately 3.22 a.m., Entering the showroom floor. <laughs> yeah, boy. So, somebody had that all figured out. Oh, right. dude, right? Well, it's nuts. Um, here's some good stuff, man. This is coming in from uh, from KOTA TV territory uh, in South Dakota. And this, this goes to great. we we didn't we didn't we cover this a little bit in the beginning of the year no this is actually a different project this is katie and james washnock of blackout motors um such a great couple two of the most adorable children i think i have ever seen um are working with abbott house to teach kids how to rehab a motorcycle abbott house is a foster home for children um so they're giving some them some hands-on experience and they're letting them really design this bike and do everything 100 percent on their own uh once it's pr complete they're going to sell uh, 750 raffle tickets for 100 bucks a pop and all that money will go to help other kids in the system with you know additional therapies that they may right need on. and things like that so the Washnocks, again, a great couple. I truly enjoy them, and they're doing such a good thing. So, Do you have any information where people can go to, to get more information on this? You or? know, I don't see a link in here, but I've already reached out to James and Katie to see if we can get them on the show to talk about this a little more and well, shed a looks little like, bit looks of Looks like Ryan Reedy put James Washnock's name up, so maybe... Maybe James is watching. Yeah. But um, I've reached out to them. Hopefully, we can get them on the show um, to talk about this program and Blackout Motors. So, Anthony Robinson in the house. Hey, speaking yeah, of that, where's our coffee? Jeff, Jeff I Holt think Jeff stole my totally damn coffee. Totally stole our coffee. <laughs> Just so you know, if he tells you he delivered it, he didn't. Mark, he was supposed to did bring he, coffee. Did for he us. come in? Did he come into the truck at three twenty in the morning, full <laughs> gear, and steal your coffee? No, no. We were supposed to get a handoff from Anthony Robinson. And Jeff never showed up with the goods, man. He was like sending us a package from California. Maybe that's what happened. Jeff was Did it like, get lost in the mail? Maybe that's what happened. Jeff was like, oh, okay, package from California. Mm. Yeah, right. Uh, I would have done that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. There's plenty of that stuff to go around. So, hey, next up in the news, this is coming in from the Rob Report. And this is exciting, exciting news for this company. The Royal Enfield Interceptor 650 bike just broke the land speed record. The previous record of 120 miles an hour had stood since 2016. Royal Enfield Interceptor 650 twin nicknamed Sabre just slashed through the salt flats of South Australia to set new land speed record. This well, is Royal Enfield's just oh, kicking ass, aren't dude, they? Right? And this is, I mean, it's it's a pleasure to see them do that because it's a great bike. They got some you know some really good partners on this and there's there's a lot of excitement you know yeah it reminds me it reminds me of the old kz the kawasaki's remember them 79 yep. all black kawasaki's, all killers that reminds me. Yep. yep yep so it says under the caption here the bike's best time for the event was a lofty 133.779 miles per hour right on Wrecking breaking day one wasn't enough for this duo though. Hallman kickstarted day two by hitting 128.935 miles per hour, followed by a cool 132.04, then rounded out the day by achieving 130.307. Surprisingly, Saber still had more gas in the tank, and the most impressive sprint was yet to come. I wonder if um, SNS had anything to do with that. I, I believe that's the same program, right? Yeah, because when we were out on the on the salt, what back in twenty eighteen, SNS was out there with Royal Enfield, yeah. and it was a great thing to see. Yep. Right on. So um, here's some happy news, man. Earlier in the week or the year, we reported on the the world's highest. It's the world's highest motorcycle museum, right? Yes. World's highest motorcycle museum and the and the fire that they had and it was a you know total total disaster. It's um, reported by Motopenis.com. Penis, 
I didn't listen. Did I say that right? <laughs> penis. I think it's penis. Penis. <laughs> penis. Peen, penis, moto penis. Let's, let's go penis. Just give up. Let's, let's stick with pina, moto pina. Moto penis. <laughs> Children. Okay. Good lord. Burn, burn motorcycle museum to be reopened within the year. How cool is that? This Ooh. is awesome. Yeah. After seeing the video and photos of the fire that broke out during the early hours of January 18th, 2021, the motorcycle riding community around the world mourned as over 200 very rare motorcycles were turned to molten steel as fire broke out atop the top mountain cross point motorcycle museum in austria i it's inc it's incredible that so many people are donating or lending their bikes to the museum um it's going to be a great thing to see i wonder if they're going to rebuild i mean in american terms the building that lot was lost was thirty-three thousand square feet and what's wow. the, I mean, what's the backstory there about this coming back? So the, um, Attila and Albin Schieber are going to rebuild the museum and they plan to reopen. To date, um, collectors from all over the world have pledged a total of 250 vintage and collectible motorcycles that will span the past 120 years. Yeah. So people, you know, obviously seeing what happened in such a loss are stepping up and, you know, lending their bikes to be displayed to this to this museum and what an incredible undertaking that's got to right be on. so i yeah, again it's not, sho not shocking in the motorcycle community mm -hmm. though i mean oh absolutely you know, no, most absolutely. of these people are big givers so that's cool so um moving on to the last piece of news that we have for today because we're super excited to get get into this with our guest in a couple minutes here but um this is uh this is also pretty cool news man moto guzzi in the news and this is coming in from optimum performance motorsports a hundred years of moto guzzi centenario celebration with the 2021 the year of the moto guzzi centennial is launched and how do they do this best I, I feel like I need to speak in an accent. 19, <laughs> 1921, Santo Ani, 19, hey. 2021. <laughs> Motogusi, hey. Bene, bene. Bravissimo. Yeah, to celebrate 100 <laughs> years of the Eagle, the G C GMG Giornade Modali Motogusi are back from 9 through 12 September in Mandelo del Lario with an extraordinary addition. A special centennial celebration, Lavery, is unveiled, produced in an exclusively exclusive edition only in 2021 inspired by the legendary auto cylindri i can't i just can't i can't speak i can't do it tonight just, just keep just that keep one's saying manja, manja. this one's for you but th there's the uh there's the centennial lineup pretty bitchin and um fantastic for them right yeah right on all the companies that are you know boasting their 100 year history in motorcycles and there's there's old moto guzzi putting a foot in the ass good for them Gotta love the Italians. Back over to you, Jane. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I got her with that one, dude. Right? Do you know, I have to say, I don't. I don't know if I like being in the mobile studio. Why? <laughs> because at home, I have like, there's just a delay on the screen that I see here. Even though I could turn and look at your screen, but then that wouldn't be very. You can look at my screen, baby. Hello. I'm too tired. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, we're in Daytona. Daytona Bike Week has been over for a full week now. I am so tired. I think he's actually trying to kill me this time, Mark, for real. Well, you keep saying... That's we keep saying true. that uh, we oh. want each other all to live till we're a thousand years old, so we suffer. Well, I don't know if he's trying to kill you. I'm going to say no, he's not trying to kill you. Mm. Although hey, we did it this way. He can't do this shit by himself. You're That's not going right. anywhere. That's right. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> so, although I will say he did give us one day off that we failed epically. Oh, dude, you have to tell the story now. You have to tell the story. Do you guys know anybody that can fail day off? We can fail day off. So we had a breakfast meeting with Billy from Twisted Tea. Just casual, hey, what's up? Love you. Good to see you. And then we had the whole day off. Yep. And we're like, oh. Go for Heather. We're going to go take a walk on the beach. I'm like, that's great. And we're like all the way, like we're a half hour from our camp. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. 
it starts with a trip to Ross. I get because the, we we I go the, to Ross because we're a half a half hour away from the camper and Ross is like two minutes from where we are, so we're like okay let's just go get some flip flops and some shorts and we're just gonna go for a nice walk on the beach. Now flip flops and shorts and this is important for this story. The shorts were a size and a half too big and had and pizza the, slices on them. And the flip flops were about three size or shorts were too small. Flip flops were too big. Right. <laughs> it's important. That's gonna come up later. Pay attention. So we start walking, you know, we get to the beach and, and we're holding hands, you know, like, and he's like, baby, I want to go boogie boarding. Well, but first the rule is, oh, this is the day off, right? Yeah. So what do you do on your day off? He makes us leave our cell phones in the truck. No okay. cell phones. No cell phones. For the day no wallets. Cause we're just going for a walk. So we get down there and he gets to the beach. Perfect parking spot on Granada. No problem, because it's early. For a school bus size sprinter van, yeah. I find parking on the slip. Yep. On the slip at the beach. This he, was meant to be. Mm-hmm. He's like, I want to go boogie boarding. I'm like, okay. There's a surf shop up there. Why don't you go grab the truck, grab your book, bo- get a boogie board. I'll meet you at the next launch. Well, actually, I said at the launch. And in my head, I was thinking the launch that we did the photo shoot at a few days prior the only launch i know and i think he knows this that launch is two miles from where i am (laughs) not a big deal i'll walk i'm like oh i get my steps in today on my little fitbit so i'm walking and i'm walking and every launch i go by i look no giant white van with six foot skulls on it i keep going and i walk a mile past where i think i'm supposed to be now at this point i get to the very next launch and i stand there (laughs) and i stand there yep (laughs) and i stand there so i book it back again to where i think i'm supposed to be no cell phone no wallet nothing and i go up to the little you know guy that takes your money so you can drive your motorcycle on the beach i'm like sir may i please use your cell phone use your phone is it a local call i'm like you have an iphone it doesn't really matter if it's a local call or not now, mind you, at this point, I've already walked four miles on the beach in either barefoot or flip-flops. Four miles. And I have no sunblock. So I go up to the corner, and there's a restaurant there. And I'm like, may I use your phone, please? I'm calling Chris, because he's supposed to be in the truck. Eight times. No answer. I'm like, well, maybe he got a boogie board, and he's on the beach boogie boarding. I'll see him if I start walking back. No. While she starts walking back, I start walking back to the f- to the place where we left each other's company. Yep. <laughs> so now we're both walking the wrong oh. way away from each other. So eventually, after I've walked literally six miles on the beach, I finally get a phone. He answers. I'm like, I'm just going to go out to the street and walk down the street. Just, just stop when you see me. And I, at this point, I'm upset because it's been several hours. Again, no money, no cell phone. I can't even get a water. Or and I can't even get an Uber to Dude. take me to... <laughs> Dude, by the time the thing's said and done, she's in the passenger seat oh. of the Sprinter. I'm pissed and raw. I'm rubbed raw between my toes and between my legs. <laughs> We're bu- she's crying. I'm pissed. I'm like like this down I'm the like, road. I'm like, don't be mad at me. Can't you see I'm upset? Let's I just, ruined day off. Let's just go home, she says. I said, we are not going home. We're not going home. We're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas and since Danny Thomas tap dance with... Florida vacation. Oh, so bad. I said, we are going five miles down this road until we come to a beach where nobody knows that we're the two idiots who are walking around circles a half the damn day, and we are going to have a day off. Yep. So Chris and Heather failed day off. Mm. All right, man, listen, let's take a quick commercial break, and when we come back on the other side, we're going to bring our guest in, Jason Sims, from the uh, Motorcycle Cannibal and Cross Country Motorcycle Chase. This is Shop Talk. We appear here every Sunday, 9 p.m. Please join us as much as you can. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back in the Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio. Stick around. Ever since I was younger than Gavin, I knew that I wanted to ride. I'd see a group of bikes going down the highway with all their gear packed on, and I just thought, 
I definitely want to do that. That's what I want to do. My current bike is a 2016 Harley-Davidson Road Glide Ultra. I think it would be awesome if he's, when he's old enough to ride, you know. I'd love to be able to go riding with him. He won't want to ride on the back forever. We just did an exhaust swap, well, slip-on exhaust swap. My favorite part is when, like, screwed both out, took them out. He did a test sound before that, and when it was all out, it was louder than it was before. Oh, because we pulled the baffles out, didn't we? Yeah. Yep. I want to take people with me and my travels and stuff and show them the Midwest. Not just for the Midwest, but just to encourage people to get out there and explore. I'm Andrew, this is my son Gavin, and we are a Dennis Kirk family. Hi, I'm Tom, I'm with Banks Brothers Motorcycles. One of the things I wanna show you today is our new improved engine puller. The changes to this machine has been in the arms and in the hands. We put hind joints in the hand to allow rotation of the engine which makes it easier to get it in and out of the frame. With the angle change, we have equal clamping pressure on them. And over here, we have what's called the posi lock, which allows this to be locked in place and the engine can't swing from side to side. And we're gonna show you just how easy it is to pull the motor out of the bike right now. George is actually gonna come in, make contact with the cylinders, tighten it down, and will pull it out of there. You lift it up, rotate it, and bring it, the assembly out of the frame. You see the motor starting to move, and it centers itself. This allows no side play once the motor's in place and it keeps it safe, it can't fall out. Visit BanksBrothersMotorcycles.com to order your Banks lift. We're ready to race. Go fast. <laughs> the fueling name has been associated with racing and high performance engines since 1974 when founder Jim Fueling started fueling the flames. From Daytona to Monaco, from the Bonneville Salt Flats to the Indy 500. Fueling is here to compete. Look for the flying pig to run up front this year with pilot Ben Bosco. Fueling, no bullshit, just performance. back i want to thank um all of our sponsors uh dennis kirk on down everybody that you see right up here in the the little logo roll um helps us get this show out to you guys and we appreciate we appreciate all of you watching us and dude tonight awesome awesome audience like good to see tom Kiefer here carl pusser karen moore is here um rob nussbaum one man's back in the house we haven't seen you for a little bit mike draco um David Crumb, Walt Puro. Killer, killer crowd tonight. I'm not going to say that name. <laughs> See, and that was why I just stumbled because I saw The gentleman from Brazil, thank you for watching. <laughs> it's so good that you did that tonight instead of me. <laughs> I, like, I'm sorry. I really I have to apologize to everybody. I am so tired. It's that, almost like, delirium, right? Yeah, it really is. But the stuff we've been doing has been so good. Like I cannot complain. We've we've done a lot of great stuff this week. So absolutely, I just want to sleep for a month. So speaking of being tired, um, our guest tonight <clears throat> should be tired from all the shit that he does because everything from running a what couple hundred acre adult daycare in Sturgis to um, two different vintage motorcycle races that go across the country with hundreds of participants in each one of those. Um, He's involved in, you know, the the passion of motorcycles himself, and uh, we're lucky enough to pin him down for a minute. We're going to bring Jason Sims in right now, so stick around for a minute. Let's get him online. Jason, what's up, man? <laughs> Dude, go back to the music. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff, right? 
you can throw it down. You can tell we're a bunch of uh, old. <laughs> Anthony Robinson says, I have a solution for being tired. I was kind of hoping. That, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not hating. But, so, hey, we know where it's at. Jeff G. Holt, I want my coffee. I'm going to be like that newspaper boy from the John Cusack I movie. I want my $2. I want my coffee. <laughs> Can I get an amen? All right, man. Jason, I what's going some. on? So you got chase dates. They're solid. Oh, we got it down. We got it down. So we just uh, announced the, the 2021 mini chase. So uh, exciting. Be kind of a, a, a little scaled down version of our, our full blowing cross country chase but it's going to be just as spectacular just a a few days less uh than a normal chase um a couple of different things that we're doing we're actually going to start in one location and end in one location which will be kind of different from some of the events that i've done in the past um but really we got some we got some special things planned on this one too so uh we're calling it secrets of the ozark and a lot of people have been asking, well, why are you calling it secrets? Because, well, really, you, you know where you're going to start at and you know where you're going to end at five days later. But everything in between, I'm going to try to get you lost as hell. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to, <laughs> you're not going to know where you're going to be staying at that yeah. night. Uh, you know, you're going to really have to be on your game a little bit uh, with the whole navigation thing. So it isn't going to be as simple as not knowing where you're usually at. And being able to Google a road to find your way there because you won't know what city we're going to be in. So, I mean, I'm keeping it um, secret from almost all the staff and uh, volunteers also. So You can tell me. I won't tell anyone. (laughs) (laughs) She says in her bedroom voice. Don't don't worry. She'll be sleeping soon anyway. She can tell. (laughs) So, listen, let's, let's start from the very beginning because for anybody who may have been under a rock or doesn't watch any of the other programs let's talk about what the chase is where that comes from and then i want to get into some stuff because you know having people pay attention is a big part of the chase every year we'll get to that after you build build some history for us okay so uh the cross country chase was an idea that i came up with about two or three years ago it's uh really an offshoot uh of another race that uh, i help organize and put together uh the motorcycle cannonball um which is basically uh, a coast-to-coast endurance run on antique motorcycles uh, from pre-1930s on a motorcycle cannonball. So um, the, the cannonball, you know, it allows uh, trucks, trailers, rolling machine shops. You know, you can bring your mechanics, you can bring everything else. I wanted to really just change it up a little bit with the, with the chase and... Um, just do it like people would have been back in the old day of, you know, just you and your motorcycle on the best two lane roads of, of back roads, America. So, uh, I, I made it. So you had to carry everything with you, your tools, your spare parts, your luggage. Um, and, uh, and we just do the endurance run that way. So no trucks, no trailers, no girlfriends meeting you at the holiday Inn every night. Um, <laughs> You know, it's just uh, just one of those things. I wanted to do something that felt challenging to a lot of these people. Um, I have friends, and you know, I I venture out on my own quite often with friends, and we live like this. But you know, some people don't uh, necessarily have. I won't say what it takes, but you know, um, I don't really know where I'm going with that. That. Uh, you know, I, I gotten a lot of inspiration from guys like Panhead Billy and uh, yeah. Kurt Clockengay and some of these guys that uh, are just traveling gypsies on these old motorcycles. And, you know, I just wanted to show other people that, you know, we're only used to riding around, um, you know, swap meets and, and a little bit of some antique motorcycle road runs and, and really kind of push their abilities a little bit. Uh, and show them that hey you guys can do this too you know you can do all these things that all these other guys are doing so well um, david that's crumb, why we put the event together david crumb just said the gumption you know and that and that's the thing like i think secretly inside almost anyone who rides a motorcycle that sees you know panhead billy or you know or, or beaner or or scotty or you know chip 
Like when they see these guys, I think a, a, a little thing inside all of us wish that we could do something like that, you know. But it's 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 intimidating, especially on older motorcycles, man. Like if you know, isn't that the challenge? The old motorcycle, right there. You don't. I mean, just some of those old motorcycles, you have issues to yeah, yeah, yeah. just you go. So exactly, technically, honey, you could do this on the ticket. Yeah. Now, how or, or could he? Is his is his bike modified um, too much for that? We have someone asking about the rules too already. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the first event, we were a little bit more stringent on it. Uh, we were looking just for like period correct, all traditional, uh, original machines. Um, I've since kind of lightened up on that because I realized that uh, you know people were really kind of customizing these back in the day. There's really no difference if you're raking out something. Um, you know, really the only thing that we're asking for is that, hey, you have an original original motor, an original transmission. Um, you know, we're, we don't want to see any, you know, STD cases or SNS knucklehead motors. Uh, we want the real deal, old school stuff. Uh, same with the transmissions. Well, I guess that would keep the competition somewhat the same also. Right, like compared right. Compared to like somebody showing up with a crazy built motor or something like that. Yeah, really. I mean, in all actuality, this is a challenge of man versus machine. You know, it, it's you yeah. against your machine. You know, you need to keep that machine going. That machine needs to keep you going. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's, and I, I think that's the old thing too about the, you know, some of the best stories we've ever collected are not from. Oh, I left my house. It was sunny the whole time I was on a trip. The bike purred along, and you know, I got there and ahead of time and felt great. You know, that's not where the good stories are. Well, that never happened to us once. So, <laughs> <laughs> and really, I mean, we make you push it on this event. Uh, you know, we see all aspects of all different types of conditions. I mean, on the last year's chase when we started out, it was. 50 degrees and raining it could even be colder than that i think it was actually in the 40s up in michigan raining um you know so some of, you're doing some of this stuff that you may never do before you're you're riding in the rain you're riding um you know in extreme heat extreme cold wind um and, and you got to do it because if not you're left behind and uh you know no. you're out there on your own at least with me, I mean, as as a group's moving forward, I give you a little bit of security of knowing that hey, there is a sweet truck back there, and if there is a catastrophic failure on your motorcycle, I will pick you up and get you to the the town that night. So, and then after that, you're on your own. So one of the things, and you know, I have the privilege of of engineering for you guys on the on the Cannonball Chronicles on on Wednesday nights. Um, and one of the things I hear all the time when you have a guy that or a guy or girl that'll be a cannonball rider who has also done the chase, you hear them all the time talk about the questions and the the, the quiz that goes on. And that's oh, right, right. It's become uh, so that it seems legendary. I mean, I ha I haven't been on this yet, and I'm I'm super I'm super curious about this because everyone bitches about the quiz. <laughs> so that's a it's a new little element that I brought into it. Uh, really, I just wanted to see. Uh, you can be a good mechanic, you can be a good rider, but to be a all-around motorcycle person, you really got to be a mechanic, a rider, and you got to know some knowledge and some history. So uh, I added in on, on this particular event, um, giving the riders uh, actual history quiz every day. So uh, at some checkpoint throughout the day, we gave each of the riders a 10-point question quiz and half of them for the day would be uh early american uh motorcycle history and then the other half would be about the day prior so what city were we in kind of the history that surrounds that city uh it could be like how many bridges did we cross that yeah, day yeah. what type of bridge was this was it a suspension was it a cantilever uh i've even gone as far as how was this city spelled? You know, so yeah. it, it's well, really just paying attention to detail. And oh, it, Chris and would really fail the, that one. 
Chris would more, fail spelling. More and more through this, more and more through this, I'm realizing Jason's just a mean person. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'll tell you the I'll tell you the real reason that I wanted to bring the geographical part of it and uh, some of the quiz was is because I see on a lot of these events that you know everybody's just so in tune with their bike and their road and their their tunnel visioned you know while they're riding because they're so nervous about what could happen and i just what i wanted to do is i wanted people to see outside and pay attention to the national parks that we're going through learn yeah. the history of the cities that we're visiting um why was this road historical and why did we take you on this road um you know just different things like that i just i just wanted to get riders out of that tunnel vision well that's cool though because it also adds more to the journey i mean knowing the history of the roads that you're on and stuff like that does add a little bit more you know to to the ride knowing you know what the area is about too yeah absolutely and I, I mean even with the cities i mean we really visit some of the best cities uh in america i mean we don't we don't do the big cities like chicago or phoenix or la i mean we're going to the small places like branson missouri and right you know uh, just different places like that that uh, that have are rich in history and um, just great great people and you know I, I want to just bring awareness to a lot of that. So, hey, Carl Pusser says uh, what's cool is it's a family event. I've taken my granddaughter to the Chase and Cannonball checkpoints and stops. Her and Jody Perowitz are buddies. So, oh yeah, lo- I mean, yeah. talk about that because the stops, the the overnight stops. I mean, for Cannibal, I've heard like you know that's that's where it's all at is is in the parking lots between the days. But talk about that because it, it also on both of these events really becomes an event in the event. Every town that you guys go in, everything that happens there, uh, it really does. You know, I, I try to work with these cities uh, that we that we visit. Uh, a lot of times, we'll work with uh, Harley Davidson dealerships, museums. Uh, we'll work with the city itself. Um, really, it goes back to just trying to raise awareness to what's in that city um, and uh, give the city kind of a, a return on their investment for bringing us there. Um, you know, we always, always want to make it free and we always want to make it family friendly, uh, you know, and for doing that is just trying to bring the uh, younger generation up through this, you know. Um, it, it figures right. A lot of this say. stuff is you know you may never even see some of these bikes that compete in both of these events in a museum let alone see them in real life so i mean to get to see these things actually running and riding um to hear them to see people wrenching on them i mean it's really life-changing for even the general public um to kind of witness some of this stuff so i mean i get i get emails all the time uh phone calls of saying, oh, I, I stopped here and seen you in, um, you know, Pierce, South Dakota. You know, I, I traveled six hours to come and see you. And, you know, I got to talk to this rider and this rider, and he was overhauling his motor. And, uh, you know, now I want to get into old bikes. And, uh, or, you know, I can't believe you guys are doing this. I mean, most of the people think we're freaking nuts, you know, <laughs> which, which we are, which we Well, are. yeah, right. You know, well, but, uh, I think um, I think anything that brings that kind of you know community awareness to motorcycles is good, but especially for especially for old motorcycles because so often and we talked to you about this when we were doing our our documentary in Sturgis this year. So many times people see you know one of these old old motorcycles sitting somewhere, and they immediately doubt their reliability and, and that you could travel with them and and they don't understand the the different kind of trip because man i'm going to tell you what i love all the different motorcycles that i have but there is nothing like taking a, cri- a trip across the country on a 49 panhead on my 49 panhead chopper because i'm not going to go faster 
than 60, maybe 65 miles an hour, I'm going to be pushing I've been it. on that bike with you. I know better. <laughs> no, I, but I don't. I don't. I really, I really nice don't. Nice try. Not on the panhead, on, on the shovel. Oh, on the shovel. Totally on the, on the shovel. The shovel is a, is, a, is a missile, but the panhead just doesn't like to run like that, you know, and it's a right. different, it's a different trip, man. Like you get into a groove with it and you listen to the clickety clack going down the road and, and I can imagine like if it was still in stock trim, that'd be, it'd be like a trip back in time. Oh, it really is. It really is. I mean, when I'm out there riding, uh, especially on one of these old machines, you know, and I'm doing 45 miles an hour, maybe 50 if I'm lucky that day, uh, I, I just look around and, and I imagine like, hey, I'm on this 1934 Harley, you know, what was it like in 1934? I mean, we're, right. are we traveling kind of some of the same roads? You know, was there horse and buggy still out here, you know? What I've been chased by Indians, you know, I just, I just think about the history like that. And I, and I think about like the, the settlers and, you know, what were they thinking as they were traveling through here? Well, I think maybe that's the cool part about the history thing that you're bringing into it with the, you know, with the little quizzes you're giving them, like you're bringing a bit of that back also. Absolutely. Absolutely. I like, and I know not, I know they don't all do it, but I know like people like tom banks he'll even dress in period correct clothing for the bike that he's riding he takes it very seriously right down to like his tool bag is period correct for the bike and he has you know did you just call tom banks a tool bag that's not very nice you would call Tom Banks a tool bag. No, I would he not wouldn't call Tom either. Banks a tool bag. Well, Mark's mean. I actually like to see Tom dress up and yeah. get out of his sweatpants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Rob Nussbaum says, would, would George Washington ride an Indian? <laughs> that Ooh. is completely inappropriate. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> Leave it to the leader of the Flannel Mafia to toss a question in like that. <laughs> I think there's a little, I mean, we don't have anything set in stone, but I think there's a little rumor that Chris and I might be, be following you guys. Maybe? Heck yeah. We got to make it happen. So um, someone was asking, Jeremy Sather, being a guy that worked for Meekum and seeing these vintage bikes, I would love to see them in action. How do you get a list of the stops? And we had up earlier the um, the mo- the Cross Country Chase website. I'm going to show you again, and I'll throw the link up for you while we're talking. There we go. I got it. All right. So on the usually I do promoted stops twice a day on either the Cannonball or the Chase. So we'll do like a, a hosted lunch stop. And then at night, we'll do a, a stop where the general public can see us. On this particular chase, the one that we'll have this July, nobody knows where we're going to be at. So to promote a stop is, is going to be a – we're, we're, we're actually going to do um, probably a pop-up event in each town. Be like, you know, when we get there at 4 o'clock, say, hey, guess what? We're in. <laughs> I almost slipped right there. I was gonna say one of the cities. <laughs> did did, did Leanne whip something from across the room before you said it? <laughs> She's like, "Hey, pay attention here." <laughs> I mean, it's been so freaking tough for me because I really I I picked like some of the best cities in this whole area, and I I mean, it just kills me that I can't tell anybody. I've never been through the Ozarks, but I hear that oh it's absolutely beautiful riding. Well, well, I'm not going, Jason, so you can tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, here, here's the thing about riding in the Ozarks. You will get lost in your own mind, and I've been I've been on the entire Alaskan Highway. You know, I've ridden through the Nolly National Forest, coming down the other side. I have never gotten lost in my own mind like riding through the Ozarks in the middle of the night. Like it's just, there's something, there's something about that place, man. It's great. Uh, it's insane. And just all the little teeny towns, yep. uh, the little two lane back roads. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. Yes, sir. Very cool. Even though, I mean, the, the hosted stops really make a big part of, of what we do to get the, the public involved. I hope, I mean, we're still going to give the public a chance to see us. It's just going to be on a very, very short notice, you know. I mean, most of these places are tourist towns, so, um, you know, 
Well, you draw. Well, I'm sure uh, you draw a crowd no matter where you go anyway. So Right. I mean, really, when I kind of came up with this concept, I mean, and I mean, we're not there yet. I mean, with everything that's going on, I mean, I kind of wanted to try to do something that, where we could fly under the radar a little bit, not get in trouble for having mass gatherings because these things do sometimes attract a couple thousand people uh, to some of these towns. And um, so... You know, we'll fly under the radar a little bit. I mean, really, this is just to get people out that have been cooped up for a year to get out there and ride and put your trust in me to show you a good time. So, Yes, sir. So they have, I saw on your website, they have it until April 1st to submit their application, correct? How many riders do you uh, think you'll have? So right now we're only taking pre-registrations. Okay. Uh, so we're actually going to open up registration come April 1st. Oh, so, okay. I'm sorry. I misread um, that. So right now, uh, everybody that signs up on the pre-register list will actually get the link to sign up for the event come April 1st before we actually put it out to the general public. So um, if you have any interest, we're telling people, hey, get on there, get on our mailing list, uh, get signed up for the whole thing um, so you get first track because I'm capping the thing at 100 riders. So the first 100 riders that sign up... Uh, that's the event right there so well and i'm gonna say something on your behalf because i know you're gonna be too modest here today um these kind of events are priceless for the people who who attend them for the people who get to see them come to their town but um man it's a, a monumental undertaking so support this thing however you can come out to the stops when you know riders are in town get out to the store and if if you buy a poster a t-shirt whatever to support what they're doing with both the motorcycle the cross-country motorcycle chase and the cannonball it'll mean the world for them so take care absolutely. of uh, take care of the people that are taking care of our history yeah absolutely i mean events like ours over the last year and a half year have been just devastated um, you know, not bringing any revenue, um, not being able to go out there and promote and be able to sell stuff like our merchandise that keeps our doors open, our fuel and our gas tanks, and uh, to get out there to promote these things and, and actually put the event on. So, you know, if you guys find it in your heart, help events like the Cannonball, the Chase, you know, other things, uh, other small motorcycle events, you know. Um, so just... So, buy something from them you know absolutely. send them a few dollars with absolutely. that can we segue into wait one second i have okay. to answer a question so okay. mike mike podger is on here and as as we were talking a, a comment comes up and he says it's kind of hard to get lost on the alaskan highway <laughs> not really so by the time i got the alaskan highway i had ridden nine thousand miles in about eight days and I was on the uh, the first ever Hokahe Motorcycle Challenge. And at that point, the sun wasn't going down anymore. It would just get like afternoon, morning, afternoon, morning. And I hadn't slept for days. I could have got lost walking to my bathroom in my own house. <laughs> Several times I woke up surprised that I had somebody else's motorcycle and was riding. So <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so heather where's your segue no i was going to segue where he was saying su support you know the small the small events and yes. stuff like this i cannot believe we did not yes. do this in the news so for any of you that watch this show regularly you know that we <clears throat> introduce you to jared weems or we brought him on the show weems motorcycle company he built a david mann replica triumph for the forgotten angels charity here in florida um they raffled that bike off this weekend. They they drew the lucky winner. And I just have to tell you, for the Forgotten Angels, Weems Motor Company, and everybody that supported that project raised $106,000. Wow. Look at that. And, Holy. And Jared also gets a plaque for the most amount of money ever paid for a Triumph, ever. <laughs> like, it literally makes... Like, yeah, it was right. hard for me to say those words. I'm so moved. Oh, and you, how proud that just, whole group has to be, man, right? And yeah. for such an amazing, amazing cause. Yep. Like, if you haven't been able to familiarize with yourself with the Forgotten Angels, you have to. They're doing such incredible work. 
Um, and kudos to Weems Motor Co. for doing what they did for it. It's yeah. outstanding. Good for them. So, Jason, uh, but before we cut you loose, man, you've been you've been hanging out at Meekum in Glendale. Oh, right? hold on. You're going to make me not like him more. <laughs> <laughs> this is reason number 442 not to like Jason. Why do you not like Jason for being at Meekum? Because he was at Meekum for three days. <laughs> Christ, I watched it. I had to keep coming in and out of the garage to catch cars going through. It was pissing me off. <laughs> so what was hot? What was not? What was the deal? I tell you what. Um, if people think that there's something wrong with the economy right now, I'd slap them in the face because, right? oh, my God. So hanging out at Meekum the last three days, I learned that I got to get a fourth job. (laughs) (laughs) I have no status. I have no status anymore. I'm telling you, dude. Truck and old Cadillacs are worth crazy money. The only thing that I could afford there was a taco. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't even afford the water. So what do off the top? What went for the most? What was the the like the biggest ticket that you saw? Uh, so I, I think the biggest selling car over the weekend was yesterday afternoon, nineteen sixty seven Corvette that went for I think two point six million. Oh, what? Yeah, I've been looking. Yep, we, yeah. we were looking through this. Is it like early in covered the show. in gold and diamonds? No, no. <laughs> like seriously. That's the funny part. <laughs> so it was it's crazy uh, what some of those cars are bringing. Oh, the older dude. Cadillacs and the old pickup trucks knocking out of the park. Like it's you nuts. know, really, Mark, my, my feeling is a lot of the stuff was selling for almost two x. You know, stuff that was selling last year for twelve to thirteen thousand was selling for twenty six to thirty two thousand. Baby, hurry you know, up and finish that auction. car. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dude, how much did the GTO sell for? You're going to kill me right now. Mm, I don't remember seeing that one. Oh. I'm, I'm trying to think. I was probably uh, in the was... taco line. <laughs> <laughs> and this afternoon, I'm going to say right before it ended today, a 66 GTO went through it, I think, 46000 Oh, my God. Saying. Yeah. All original. Like, it was... It was it was all there. It was all. It was everything you'd. Hey, a, a replica Eleanor. That's what we were talking about earlier. A replica Eleanor Mustang went through it two hundred and sixty some thousand. Yeah. A replica, not even an original. Dude, some of the fastbacks were crazy. Oh like I yeah. Was, I was oh, flipping yeah. through the whole page today. Off the hook. Dude, that is. So the motorcycles at a car auction were surprisingly uh, did very very well. Um, yeah. For I, I've been seeing this trend in uh, early Hondas again. So like the the sixty or uh, yeah the sixty eight, sixty nine, seventy Honda Z fifties, uh, the bikes that everybody grew up on. They are super hot right now. Yeah, um, selling anywhere from six to ten thousand dollars. Nuts, Mark. Check it out. Insane. There's my there's my exact sixty seven. I sold. This was one of the first bikes. That I had to sell to keep the magazine going back in the day. Yep. Yep. Oh, boy. Even the Triumphs this year. At this particular auction, being a car auction, you know, you thought they would have been pretty light, but they did really, really well. I mean, they were in the high teens. Right on. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And you're like you said, you'd think with with pandemic, with money like it is right now, with a government hand that everybody checks. These cars are going through, and bikes are going through big, big money. Yeah. I want to go just to see what Meekum in uh, April. You know, the motorcycle auction. Where I want to go to that one, not because eighteen hundred motorcycles. I'm, I'm anxious to see. Right. Are yeah. we going to see the wave that cars have been seeing? So yeah, well, I, it'll, be, it'll be interesting. That's definitely, I think, a bucket list thing. Just so I can see the motorcycles and and experience that. I know I can't buy anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, go going to a Meekum show has always been on my list of things I want to do. I've never we'll had have, the opportunity. Man, we're gonna have so. to go. We're gonna have to I go. Would yeah. And I like Vegas yeah. too. <laughs> and I said now they're actually having like uh, like lower cars. You know, you're not gonna go spend. You're gonna go spend anywhere <gasps> from you know no I've seen thousand dollars to ten thousand dollars compared no. to 
you know, Baby. 50 to 150. No. So. Wait a minute. No. Do you understand? I saw it. No. Oh, boy. This is the oh, bike that the Look Rocket that. Rocket Rex Stanton and Marty Sipes, like, tore an Astro right. motocross with these bikes. Oh, yeah. That's cool shit right there. So, oh. guess what that sold for? Tell oh, me. Oh, God. I want to know. God, uh, I'm going to say Let's 10. Let's see who gets the closest. 10. Oh, come on. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even have a guess. That's not my... 17,000. Wow. No shit. Well, what were you telling yeah. me? There was a an AMC Gremlin? That's oh, like... yeah, yeah. So my buddy uh, brought a 73... Yeah, 73 AMC Gremlin to the auction. And uh, Hammer priced it at $19,000. Oh. World record gremlin. gremlin price. That's yeah, no shit. And a gremlin. And, you know, you must really like this guy because you said your friend brought a gremlin. <laughs> so, I was missing really this guy. He wouldn't even take us to freaking Red Lobster afterwards. Oh, that bastard. He's like, I'm taking you to Burger King, bitches. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh shit alright man well listen um, in case you guys are not aware on Wednesdays um, Jason gets together with Rob Nussbaum they have a little program also on all of these networks at 9pm eastern time and it's called the Motorcycle Cannonball Chronicles where they bring in guests and talk about the motorcycles the memories and the riders of the greatest antique motorcycle race in the history of the united states so make sure you check that out um where are you going next what's going on uh so i'm here home for a couple weeks and then uh i'll be in fredericksburg texas uh for the texas fandango yeah buddy you may uh, you may yeah. end up seeing heather and i there we're really trying to figure it out oh it's I, gonna I really be killer i mean we're looking at dirt drags we're looking at chopper races uh, antique motorcycle swap meet. I mean, what, flat what? track racing. I mean, they got it all. Mini bike races. Heather, I you, mean, are you making a pouty face? Yeah. <laughs> it's not working. <laughs> it never does. It does sometimes. Hey, you got, really. just because you screwed off day off this week doesn't oh. mean... <laughs> Who fails day off? Like, seriously? And listen, she was so disappointed. I was so mad. She, she was crying not because she was scared that I was super pissed off about it. She was genuinely disappointed that we, we just can't do a good day off anymore. Like, we blew it, man. We so blew it. Dude, we've been going so hard so long for so many years that we days off are a waste of time at this point. So... I'm, not, right. I'm willing to try again, though. Yeah. I can be taught. I will keep trying until I get it right. You know, I've known you for over 30 years. You can't be taught a day off. Trust me. I've known you too long. <laughs> All right, man. Well, listen, dude, thank you so much for coming in and giving us the update. And uh, I'm looking forward to, looking forward to like, the, the show has been killer. I've learned so much about so many people and the the motorcycles and like I, I can't wait to see more of this stuff so i think it's fantastic what you guys are doing please keep it up and uh keep us in the loop yeah absolutely absolutely and before we go i want to give a shout out to my beautiful wife leanne and my good buddy thanks guys <laughs> <laughs> all right man take it easy and we'll night, see jason. we'll see you on the air on wednesday night jason always good to see you all right see you guys Fantastic. <laughs> Dude, he's one of my favorite I people. He's I can't a lot believe, of fun. I can't believe you keep throwing in the, the flannel mafia deal. You're you're killing me. You're killing me. Did I tell you and did I tell you Nussbaum like had a sidebar with me? He's like, Hey, uh, what's Mark talking about there? And I was like, Seriously? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well nobody said he was quick, you know. Huh? That's so uh, funny. All right. So real quick, I'm in the process of scheduling out the next couple months worth of shows. I want to know who people want us to have on. Like everybody Groovy. else. <laughs> I need that sound effects, damn it. That one a little bit. That it one does, is a little right? creepy, yeah. Can yeah, I have sound effects, please? Somebody bit. says that's from Duke Nukem or something. I don't know. That so one's a anyway. Groovy. Um, <laughs> send us your, your suggestions for guests. We'll work on getting them on Hulk Hogan. Jason. 
Hulk Hogan's a great guest. Yeah, he would, he would be a good guest, actually. Let me tell you something, brother. You get down there in Daytona for your bike week, you want to have your buddy with you. Ooh, that's why I always come with the Hulks the year. Dude, they're starting to do that. Uh, they're starting to do a show here, a series with uh, the history of wrestling and, and the actual wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, to get to get a couple of those guys on would be so badass. I mean, All I was right. never a huge wrestling fan, but some of the some of the people they portrayed, the personification, you know, was so cool. All right, so we have Steve Rinker. We've uh, had the ring. Oh, Rinkers were on Cannonball yeah, Chronicles. I'd Victor, love to have Mike Pod, Pod, Victor who? Um, Rhett Watt, another Rhett Watt. <laughs> you want to try that again? Rhett Rotten. <laughs> I reckon I like when you talk funny. Mm-hmm. Oh God, Rick Fairless. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, come on. Really? Jorma Kakonan? Okay. I don't know who that is. Good try, though. I think, I he, think just to he just wanted to make me talk. He just wanted to make, make me talk that. funny. You need macho also. Ooh, that's what I'm trying to tell you. So listen, the the gentleman's club, I'm not allowed to say Teddy Bar, I guess. The Hello. gentleman's club that we, me and Mark used to bounce at, um, we actually had to throw some guys out for pinching Randy Macho Man Savage's ass. Oh, do that one. I love when you do that one. <laughs> you had a milk Quick, do that, do that, do that one. <clears throat> it's so good. So when the wrestlers came into town, it was all, the whole night always ended in a huge fight. And we were fighting with customers. Customers were fighting with the wrestlers. It was ridiculous. Every yeah, time the wrestlers were in Pittsburgh, we had a giant bar brawl. But this night in particular... Randy Savage, you had to know, never, never out of character, always the Macho Man. Oh, so yeah, he's at yeah. the he's at the titty bar, and someone pitches his ass, and all you hear is he spins around. Oh, you like that fat boy? You like to pinch another man's ass? And we're we're like, oh my god, this is gonna be the night because the guys with like thirty other guys, and they're all gonna kick the dog shit out of Randy Macho Man Savage in well, the middle of his titty bar. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right, before Don't this goes Jay. before this goes too bad, I want to remind you that you're watching the family program Shop Talk where we talk about motorcycles and two-wheel entertainment. And thank you for tuning in. You have such a good radio voice. So I do want to remind you that we are here every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time through the courtesy of the Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio, all of our friends, fans, and family who keep us on the air in spite of the ridiculous shit that we do here. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. And, um... I guess until next week when we see you guys again, same chopper time. Same chopper channel. Bye, Felicia. <laughs>